Father, we give ourselves to you, Lord, withholding nothing, Lord. That's our desire, Lord, is to surrender all to you. Not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Father, we just ask that you would speak tonight, Lord, that you would touch us with your presence. Will you just come, Lord, among us and break the bread of life, Father? Lord, will you come among us and move hearts and touch hearts and soften them. Lord, deal with our lives, Lord. If there be anything wrong, Lord, we want to be right. Whatever it may be, Father, we want to line up with your word, Lord. It's your word and your word alone. Father, it's not our ideas. It's not somebody else's. It's you, Lord. That's who we want to please. We commit this service to you tonight, Father. We just want to say how much we love you and appreciate you, Lord, and thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for your healings, your deliverances, Lord, the mighty miracles you've wrought in our midst. We thank you, Father, for all your glory that you have bestowed upon us, Lord, and showed us, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you're God tonight. And, Lord, we can depend upon you and your promises. We just commit this service into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to read again from 1 Corinthians 15. It's good to be with you once again tonight. And the house of the Lord is always good to be here. Amen. With each other and with him. Amen. Amen. I, I'm going to read from the Amplified. You can read along there in the King James Version there. But just read, to, seen this today and just thought it was just wonderful how it was written here. It says there in verse 51, chapter 15, verse 51 of 1 Corinthians, says, Take notice, I tell you a mystery, a secret truth, an event decreed by the hidden purpose and counsel of God. We shall not all fall asleep in death, but we shall all be changed, transformed. In a moment, in a twinkling of the eye, at the sound of the last trumpet call, for a trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, free and immune from decay. And we shall be changed, transformed. For this perishable part of us must put on the imperishable part. And this mortal part of us that is capable of dying must put on the immortality or the freedom from death. And when this perishable puts on the imperishable and this that is capable of dying puts on the freedom from death. Then shall be fulfilled the scripture that says death is swallowed up, utterly vanquished forever. Death is swallowed up, utterly vanquished forever in and, and, and unto victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Now, sin is the sting of death, and sin exercises its power upon the soul through the abuse of the law. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can be seated. Also, I want to turn to Luke chapter 24, verse 13, and we'll just pick up this story. 
here and as we begin this thought on he hath given us the victory. It says, Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furloings. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near. Oh, my. And went with them, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered, saying unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast thou not known the things which are come to pass in these days? And then he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all people, and how the chief priests of our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which would have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he's alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. All not Christ have suffered these things to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses and the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures of things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he came as though he would go further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with him, and it came to pass, as he said it, meet with him. He took bread and blessed it, and brake and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And he said one to another, and they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? Isn't it amazing that what seemed to, that what seemed to be an horrible hour, what seemed to be, uh, you know, things wasn't going as planned, you know, depression had set into these, they were sad, yeah. bewilderment was on their minds, confusion was in their hearts, but right in the middle of all of this, Jesus steps into their group. And right in the middle of all this confusion and all this bewilderment and all of this depression and sadness, a resurrection had taken place. What seemed to be a total loss and what seemed to be a total failure and unfulfilled, unfulfilled promises and sadness had set in and, and they were so consumed by it all that they didn't recognize him when he came into their midst. And, you know, he, they went right along thinking as he appeared to them and he walked and they didn't recognize him. And, he, you know, there's many times God comes into our midst and he walks among us and we don't recognize him. And, it, and, it, and I'm not also just necessarily talking about being in church, but just in our everyday life that God will come in our hearts or come around us and we don't recognize that it's him that is moving among us. You know, we don't recognize him that it's him in our car or him in our home or him in our job or him doing things, you know, because sometimes we're so caught up in what seemingly is unfulfilled promises or what seemingly God is not doing things exactly how I thought he would do it or exactly how I expected him to work it out or exactly how I expected him to put it all together. Our minds are so consumed with that sometimes to where we become sad or we become depressed because and right at whole time things are happening things are moving things God is fulfilling his promises amen amen you know you know who was it you know that brother Brandon would use this and he said who was it who kept you from being in a wreck the other day who did this? Who was in the, out there in the hospital when the doctor says there's no more I can do for you and you got well anyhow? Who was it that done that? Where did it come from? He said, but we didn't recognize it, but it, it was his grace that did it for us. 
He said, who got you out of the sick bed not long ago? And you, sometimes we give praise to a doctor. We give praise to a medicine somewhere. But you said you should have shook the doctor's hand and said, thank you for your kindness. But it was Christ that got me out of the sick bed. Amen. See, who kept you from an accident when you might have been long gone a long time ago? He said you might have praised your driver with a quick think or a quick intellect to move swiftly and turn the wheel. But it wasn't those that kept you. It was Christ that kept you. It was him that is doing these things. Amen. And if Cleopas could have understood, it was Christ who was walking right there with him. In the middle of his discouragement, in the middle of his, his sadness, in the middle of his depression, God is walking right beside him. Hallelujah. Who was it during the time of the depression? Amen. When you had, you know, time of your, your needfulness and your, your wanting and you didn't have nothing. You had no flour in the barrel. The kids were needing something to eat. Somebody dropped you off a little note and gave you a box, box full of goodies and gave you something to eat and you thanked them for it. But it wasn't, it wasn't them. It was Christ in them. Amen. Many times we fail to realize who is walking among us, who is moving among us in our everyday life. Amen. Sure, we expect them to be in a service, but I'm even talking about every Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. It's God walking among us. Now, notice when did Jesus appear to these people? It was when they was talking about him. Oh, my. It's when they begin to talk about him. The Bible said they were talking about him, and all of a sudden, amen, he began to move towards him. And as they were speaking, he come out of the bushes and begin to walk to with them and begin to speak with them. I mean, I, I want to talk about him tonight. Amen. I want to see if he don't step in our midst and, and do something familiar. Come on, somebody. Amen. The scripture says that we read, he went on and he made us, he would go a little further and they constrained him to come in. And when he did, he began to break the bread. And when he did something that was familiar to them, their eyes were open. Amen. I want to talk about him enough tonight that our eyes will be open because he moves among us and does something familiar. Amen. Let him come down and heal the sick tonight. Let him come down and save the lost tonight. Let him come down and confirm his word that he is the one who said it would be. Amen. It was he that said, let there be, and the world and the universe and the sun and moon and stars were created. Amen. It was he who created the birds and the trees and the animals. It was he, amen, who created Adam and Eve. It was he, amen, I'm talking about him tonight. Turn these up a little bit. I'm talking about him tonight. He created. It was he who came down after the fall of man and, and made a provided sacrifice and a way back to God. It was he, the one, after the world became so evil, he said he would wipe it off the face of the earth. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God, and the God made a way of escape. Amen. It was he that done that. Amen. It, he was the one who called Abraham and Sarah and gave them a son in their old age. He was the one who met Jacob and changed him from a deceiver to a prince. And I want you to understand, at this moment, Jesus is talking to Cleopas and his friend, and he's beginning to reveal, I am the one who did that. I am the one who did that. I am the... And they're walking along in their depression. It's on a Wednesday. I've had a bad day today, and I don't know if I'm going to get much out of a service. He's the one who created the moon and stars. He's the one who done all these things. He's the one who made a way when there seemed to be no way with Abraham and Sarah and gave them a child in their old age. It was he that provided, amen, food in the time of Joseph, amen, so that Israel could have food in the time of famine. Cleopas, don't you understand? He's the one who did that. He's the one who can take care of you tonight. Come on, somebody. He's the one, amen, who, who made up, met Jacob and changed him from a deceiver to a prince. Hallelujah. Maybe there's a Jacob here tonight. All you got to do is meet him. 
And he'll give you victory over those things. Amen. He was the one who met Moses in a burning bush. He was the one who plagued Egypt. He was the one who brought Israel out with a mighty hand. He was the one who opened the Red Sea. He was a rock in the wilderness. He was a manna in the wilderness. He was a showbread in the temple. He was the waters in the Jordan. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He that was, is, is, and shall come. He that was before the world will be here when there is no world. Can I talk about him tonight? He that's the root and the offspring of David. He's a morning star. He's a lily of the valley. He's a rose of Sharon. Can somebody shout hallelujah? He's the root and the offspring of David. Before David, in David, and after David. Hallelujah. He's a dead. He was the one that was in Jesus Christ. He was more than a prophet. He was more than just a good man. He was God bound in flesh. It was he that said in John 14, 12, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Who said that? All right. He said that. One of you is getting it. Amen. He said that. It was Jesus in Mark eleven twenty four that said, if you say to this mountain, not pray to this mountain, if you say to this mountain and be moved and don't doubt in your heart but believe what you said will come to pass, you can have it. Who said that? He said that. It was he that said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will. Oh, glory to God. It's not my word. It's not Brother Tim. It's not a prophet. It's God's word. He said, if you abide in me and I abide in you. How many has got the Holy Ghost tonight? He's abiding in you. Then you ask what you will. And I will give it. I'll give the victory. Hallelujah. He said, it's just coming up to me now. I got to say it. It was he that said, in the woods, you have no game. And he created three squirrels standing there before us. What was it? Just speaking the word. They'll be there, there, and there. And there they was. It was he that done that. Hallelujah. It was he. It was the same God back there that spoke to Moses and said, why are you crying? Speak the word. It was he that brought them into existence. It's him. It's not me. It's him. It was he that gave a vision a year ago and said that we would go there and the seven seals and how the great thunders would take place. And now they got in the Life Tap magazine hanging on the wall. It was he that said that. It was he that night when I was going down the road and seen that big black mama stay, snake about to get my brother. And he, and he said, you've given, given the power to bind. And any of the rest of them that wants to stand up, you can bind them too. It was he that said that. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen to my little grave. I had a wife sitting back there. It was he that morning that woke me up there and stood in the corner and said, don't fear to go anywhere or go do anything or say anything for the never failing presence. Oh, hallelujah. The never failing presence of Jesus Christ is with you wherever you may go. It was he that said that. It was he that was yonder in Sapino Canyon. And through about three months ago when I was praying and wondering was we'll go home. And a sword dropped in my hand. Hallelujah. It was he. Have you got enough of hearing about him yet? It was he that said to me 30 years ago down there in a little river, a little boy standing there, a little preacher on a river, 30 years ago standing there when a light, the same pillar of fire, came down and said, as I sent John the Baptist to forerun the first coming of Christ, your message shall forerun the second. Amen. People laughed, people made fun of, but it wasn't me that said it. It was he that said it. Hallelujah. It was he that came down and performed the things that he performs night after night after night. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 says, Paul, showing you where to look, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. It's he that begins the work, and it's he that's going to finish the work. 
It's he that started this 6,000 years ago. And it's he that's going to end it up in a rapture. It's he that came down and bowed in flesh and gave his life and rose again and ascended on high and said, where I am, you shall be also. It's he that started the work, but it's he that's going to finish the work. Hallelujah. He who started it will finish it. Amen. God will share his glory with nobody. He wants the glory for this victory. He is God. Now notice this. He said when a servant becomes up to a place, he tries to take the place of God, then God will move him out of the way. We must remember that. So it ain't about us us as servants. We're God. It's about God being in us as servants. It's God veiled in flesh. Amen. It's not me. It's him. It's not me that doeth the works. It's him that sent me that doeth the works. I'm only telling you the truth. Don't let it pass you. Brother Ram said, I'm not claiming I'm nothing. I'm your brother. Don't you pay attention to any attention to the messenger. You watch the message. That'll choke a few of them right there. Don't pay attention to the messenger. You watch the message. Don't watch the messenger. God will take it away from you. He will share his glory with nobody. All the glory belongs to him. Don't you watch the messenger. Watch the message. Brother Branham always gave glory to him. Always. We got plenty of preachers today, men that wants to bring the glory to themselves, you know. And let me, let me, let, let me just lay something here. Giving a testimony is not giving glory to yourself. Right. People get that idea where you're just trying to make yourself to be somebody by giving a no. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't the one who did the healing. I'm not the one, amen, who maybe sure God used my hands or God used my voice or God uses those things, but I ain't the one who did it. He did it. So giving a testimony is not trying to puff yourself up. It's giving the glory to God. And testimonies are powerful. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. You must give testimony. You must testify of the healing virtues of God. You must testify the the saving power of God. It is his victory. But he gives it to us. Hallelujah. Here's a beautiful picture. It says, now you may put your hand down now. This is a beautiful picture of the Bible of St. John. Jesus, a man, met met a woman at the well. Here is his church tonight. A man meets a woman, total strangers to each other, perfect picture. Now, lady, I don't have one idea who you are, where you come from, what you're here for, nothing about it. You're aware of that. I do not. For if you were here for finances, domestic troubles, sicknesses, whatever it is, Christ will give it to you if you believe him. Oh, I'm, I'll just take that right there. Amen. Whatever you're here for tonight, he'll give it to you if you believe him. He said, I perceive that you're a Christian because of the feeling that you have there, your spirit, you're a Christian, because just something happened. He says, now if Christ will reveal to me what the lady's here for, how many will receive him as being, him as being the resurrected son of God? Amen. He said, just speaking to her like our Lord did to that woman, what's it doing? It's finding her spirit. She's a Christian. The woman woman is suffering. I see she's very upset. She's very nervous. I see her going in, coming out of somewhere, keeping in, coming out. It's operations, in and out, several operations. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven operations. You have had, that's right, that's thus saith the Lord. He said, the more you talk to the woman, the more would be sad, but I'm trying to hold her for the prayer line. Just reverend, let's speak to her again. I don't have no idea what was said. I don't know. I have no idea. My tape has it there, but I don't know what was said. You heard a voice speaking, but it wasn't mine. It might have been my voice, but it wasn't me speaking. It was him speaking. 
Amen. So it wasn't a man as far as a human ability. No man can do that. I couldn't bring any of you up here as a man and tell you, you know, I couldn't even tell you. Some of you I know and I couldn't tell you your address. Mercy. I mean, some of you I know and I couldn't tell you, you know, what's wrong with you tonight or what you came to church for. But it ain't me to know. It's him that knows. And it just read, whatever the need you came with tonight, if you'll believe, he'll give it to you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He said, you're sitting at the end of the seat crying and talking to somebody else. You believe with all your heart. You believe that throat trouble left you? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. You believe it? Raise up your hand, accept Christ and be healed. What did she touch? Who did she touch? Not me. She's 40 feet from me. She touched the high priest. The high priest, she touched something. It was him. Hallelujah. It's going to be the theme tonight. It was him. Let me first speak to you in the name of the Lord before you listen. Before I must go out uh, by faith, I must do by, by faith whether I think it's right or wrong. I do the, my best of my choosing, then I go do it because it, it hasn't been wrong. It's beca- why it hasn't been wrong? Because I've waited till he told me to do it, and I've waited for him. So it isn't me, it's him I'm waiting on. Hallelujah. He said, here's another thing. He said, you're desperately in need of a spiritual need. You've been feeling, you haven't been feeling right. You feel kind of washed away a little and you want to come back. He said, you feel a little washed out, a little wore out, a little something going on. He said, you want to be back. Well, you're back now. Oh, what would it be if the voice of God spoke to you like that tonight? You've been having problems. You've been having situations. You've been having, but you're back now. Amen. You've been out in sin, but you're back now. You've been lost, but you're back now. Hallelujah. What if the voice of God could speak to you like that tonight? Said you're back now. Believe with all your heart and you'll get well in Jesus Christ's name. Your sins are forgiven you. Now, I never said sin's forgiven. He said that. It wasn't me. It was him. Amen. You know the testimony about the, the two ladies he prayed for, one with the gorder and one with the stomach trouble. You know, and, and we remember, remember that. And he talks about how the Holy Spirit spoke and said, Thus saith the Lord, eat what you want, you're healed. So what does she do? She said she went home, fixed her what she wanted to eat, and she vomited it all up. Stomach burning. She tried to force it down. Just wouldn't stay. And weeks passed. Seemed like things wouldn't get no better. Sadness and depression. Maybe setting in. Got up that morning. Just another day. As usual, Cleopas gets up, whatever this lady's name gets up, just another day as usual. But this wasn't just another day. This happened to be the day the healing angel was coming through the neighborhood. <laughs> Amen. And he walked down through the neighborhood. She said he got up to get something. That all of a sudden, she realized, you know what? She felt her stomach. Whoa, I'm hungry. Saw some things over there and began to eat. You know, and and people were already making fun of her and and calling her crazy because she'd listen to some preacher. You know, you listen to that old man down there. He's crazy as a lunatic. Why are you listening to him? No more. He said, but it wasn't me that told her that. It was him. Hello, somebody. If the word speaks to you tonight, it's not me. It's him. Hallelujah. He said, it wasn't me that told her that. It was him. And all of a sudden, it all changed. And she goes in. She eats what she wants. And man, that was good. She goes eat something else. She eats and eats and eats and eats. He said she had her gastronomical jubilee. So I go down there and see about my friend, tell her the testimony. Goes down there, and they're shouting and carrying on. And she got up that morning to make the bed another day as usual. Maybe, maybe not even the best of mood. I don't know. But that morning she got up and she realized it's gone. Where'd it go? It's gone. And she started shaking out the sheets. 
It's gone. And she's shouting, it's gone. Hallelujah. It's gone. You don't know what day it'll be. You don't know when, but if he said it, it will take place. One morning you'll get up just another day as usual and you'll, it's gone. Depression is gone. Sickness is gone. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Hallelujah. He said it was him sitting on that bench down there is when he shot that gun that blowed up, you know. He said it was him that was on that bench down there the other day when Satan seen a chance to kill me, but he couldn't do it. And he'll never do it until Christ says it's time. No matter how many times he comes, he will go back empty-handed until he gives the orders. Hallelujah. Tell that old devil to shut his mouth. He can't do nothing unless God gives him permission. And if God gives him permission, then God will make a way through that thing for you. Hallelujah. No matter how many times he comes, he'll go back empty-handed until Christ gives an order. A promise. God promised it. It's God's word that's promised. And we believe it because we're an heir to it. I am an heir of divine healing. Who said so? Come on, somebody. Who told you you're an heir? (laughs) the one who's given it hallelujah amen you know if I was to give if I was to say you know so and so is going to give you a million dollars that wouldn't be near as powerful as the one who's got the million dollars to say he's going to give it to you amen amen you know I can make all kind of promises but I ain't got the million dollars to give you But if somebody was here tonight that had the million dollars and they could prove to you, I've paid it, I've got it, it's there, and I'm giving it to you. How much power does that hold when he says so? Amen. And what are we doing up here tonight? We are talking about him and what he said. It ain't what I said, it's what he said. So he said, you're an heir to divine healing. There ought to be somebody shout. If you're sick, I'd say, praise God. I'm an heir. I don't have to leave him sick. Amen. I'm an heir of joy. So therefore, I have a right to be happy. (laughs) What makes you so happy? I've got a right to be because he said I could be. You know how the devil says, well, the wowsy, wowsy, woos, and depression this and depression that. I ain't listening to him. It's what he said that matters. I'm an heir to him. Amen. I'm an heir to it. I have a right to feel that way. I'm an heir to happiness. I'm an heir to joy. I'm an heir to peace. I'm an heir to eternal life. I'm an heir to the Holy Spirit. I'm an heir to everything he promised. I am an heir to the authority of God. Who made you that? Not me. He did. Every one of you, heir to the same thing. You're an heir to a throne. Hello. I mean, come on, somebody. We're not talking about sandcastles here, and you got a little throne in a sandcastle somewhere or some fairy tale. And you're going to say, Every live happy ever after after. I ain't talking about no fairy tale. We're talking about reality. Maybe I need to say it a different way. I said you're an heir to a throne, so I'm gonna say it different. You're an heir to a throne. You are an heir to the throne. Not some king, earthly king, not some earthly government, not some earthly thing, but a heavenly kingdom with a heavenly throne with a heavenly peace and heavenly happiness and heavenly joy and heavenly healing as I ever because he that overcometh shall sit with me on my throne who said that okay and as I have overcome and sat on my father's throne I'm an heir to it all Everything is under your feet. 
<laughs> oh, come on now. Even death is under your feet. The grave, oh, grave, where's your victory? The grave is under your feet. Hell is under your feet. Satan said, I'm going to pour it in. Pour all you want to. It's under my feet. And you pour and you pour and you pour. That's all. It's under my feet. So the more it pours, the more I go up. And the more I go up, the closer I'm getting to getting out of here. Because it's all under my feet. Who said so? Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Call us anything you want to call us. Call us crazy. But we're heirs. See, listen here. He says, you might have thought today I was trying to say something about myself. Being I was packing this message. He said, I have no more to do with it than nothing. I'm just a vessel or a voice. My voice and my voice, even against my better judgment, he said, I wanted to be a trapper. But it was the will of the Father that I declared to do and determined to do. I wasn't the one that appeared on the river. I was only standing there when he appeared. <laughs> oh, my. I'm not the one that performs these things and foretells the things that happens perfectly as they do. I'm the only one that's near when he does it. I was only a voice that he used to say it. It wasn't what I knew. It's what I just surrendered myself and he spoke through. It isn't me. It isn't the seventh angel. It, is, it was the manifestation of the Son of Man. It wasn't the angel, his message. It was the mystery of God unfolded. It's not a man. It's God. The angel was not the son of man. He was a messenger from the son of man. The son of man is Christ. He is the one that you're feeding on. Glory to God. You're not feeding on a man. A man's words will fail, but you're feeding on the unfailing. Somebody say unfailing. Unfailing body word of the son of man. Hallelujah. That I'm not putting off something here, but he said, I want to make this, make a quotation. I'm sure that you here of the tabernacle, my friends, know that I don't say this to say, see, I told you. I don't mean that. I hope I never get to a place that I make myself before the people I know it all. Well, if the prophet could have that attitude, we ought to have that attitude as well, right? If I ever get to like that, please somebody correct me and straighten me out and say, wait a minute, I don't want to be like that. But when God says anything and it proves to be the truth, I like that to be known because it wasn't I that said it, it's he that said it. Hallelujah. Standing there as a little preacher on the river 30 years ago, standing there in that light, the same pillar of fire came down from heaven and said, as I've sent John the Baptist to forerun the first coming of Christ, your message shall forerun the second coming to all the world. How could it be when my own pastor laughed and made fun of it? But it happened exactly that way. It was he that said it. How was it, how, how it was he that said in prophecy to a vision, it shall come to pass. It was he that said, if one among you prophesies or sees a vision and tells it and it comes to pass, remember, it's not him, it's me. It was he down there amongst us when that Baptist preacher where 30,000 people at night in the Sam Houston Coliseum and the angel of the Lord came down and had his picture taken standing there. It was he, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. Hallelujah. It's he. What was he trying to tell us in Christ the mystery? It's him. It's him. He said, you think I'm beside myself? I'm not. We've got the devil's answer. Amen. You know what the devil's answer is? Not me that liveth, but Christ liveth in me. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. It's not me that can do anything. It's not me that's worthy. No, sir. It's him that's worthy. Yeah. 
It's not me that can produce one thing. I can't produce one thing, he said, but he can produce everything, he said. I can't produce one healing. I can't produce one thing. He can do it all. It's not my idea. It's his power. It's his word. It's his promise. It's his. He said it would be here, and here it is. We got his answer. Christ has risen and paid the price for our redemption. What God in Christ manifested, he gave that flesh, that blood, that in that blood might come life, and that flesh be redeemed. Oh, I love how Brother Craig said it the other day. There's a redeemer, and there's a redeemed. Hallelujah. There's a redeemer, and there's a redeemed. We are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are redeemed by his mercy and his grace, but he did it. Who causes you to live the life that you live? It's not by your power or your might. It's by his spirit, saith the Lord. God in this redeemed flesh could manifest his word for the day that he did in that day. Who, he says, He said, we stand justified in the presence of God. A drop of ink dropping into a tub full of bleach. You'll never find the stain of ink no more. It went somewhere. It'll never come back again. And when a man is truly redeemed, that predestinated seed that sees it and accepts it, his sins are demolished. Who did it? He did it. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's gone. It's separated. It's dropped into the ink of the blood of Jesus Christ, and it'll never, can you say never, never be remembered no more. God forgets it. He stands as a son and daughter of God. You say, Brother Timothy, I've done so much wrong. It only takes that much of his blood. You say, well, I've done so much. I've wore up my life. I've I've, I've been a complete failure. It just takes a moment in his blood. It'll rewrite your whole life. We can have a testimony service tonight of lives that have been rewrote by one moment in the blood of Jesus Christ. And it ain't our blood. It was his blood. His blood made the most wretched sinner free. One moment, God forgets it. Notice, just as he said, you want to come back, he says, you're back now. You want to be forgiven? Ask forgiveness, and it's over. (laughs) Because notice this, he says, one drop of ink going... One drop of that sin in the blood of Jesus, it'll never be remembered. God forgets it. Next sentence. And he stands as a son and daughter of God. Sinner, drop of blood, and he stands as a daughter and son of God. Who can do that? Amen. In the presence of God. Hallelujah. Now we are the sons of God. Now we will be. We are. Now we are the redeemed. We have Satan's answer. God has vindicated himself. God has proved himself to his promise in this day. The headship is here. Christ the risen Lord is here. The same power of his resurrection that he ever was. And he's manifested himself. There's the devil's answer. That's the reason when this man sitting here dropped dead the other day and we said, come back to life. Why? Because he said so. And when he said so, he came back to life again. That's why I could do that little baby in Mexico, been dead about 15 hours, and a vision said and said, call it back to life and let the little baby live is what I said. And the babies at the doctors that wrote it off, dead since 9 o'clock that morning, and it's 11 o'clock at night, came back alive and is living today. What is it? Not them people? Not them people? It's him. The headship. 
and the body becoming one unit. It's God manifested in his people. That's the reason the husband and wife is no longer twain. They're one. God and his church is one. Christ in you. Christ in you. Not you, you, you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you, God's great revelation, even bearing his name. His name is Jesus the anointed. The reason he's called Jesus, because he's the anointed body of Christ, proven, manifested God that that body did, and that body redeemed every one of these bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And through there, God works his threefold manifestation, going to the kingdom, risen, paid the price. We're redeemed. God is from getting somewhere. God proved it, vindicated it, and we stand justified in Christ before him. And he cannot pass judgment for he already judged that body in which I am a part of. How am I a part? He said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, then you ask the Father anything. It'll be done. Glory to God, he says. Justified in his sight. We are justified. Why are we justified? Because we are his victory. Hallelujah. He's not just giving you a victory. He's making you the victory. Hallelujah. He's making you the overcomer. He's making you righteous. He's making you be able to walk above every devil in Laodicea. He has given you the victory. We are his victory. The church is his victory. We come forth in this last days with this glorious gospel showing his victory. He died for this purpose. We are proof of his victory. Hallelujah. And when we see him coming, living among the church, that's his victory. Shows that he couldn't keep him in the grave. Neither can they keep us. Hallelujah. If they couldn't keep him in a Roman tomb and bound by a Roman seal and the power of God knock it off and lay it on the ground, don't you know the power of God is here tonight to knock off the seals of the devil that tried to bind people in chains of circumstances and chains of ungodliness and chains of sin? That same power is in the building tonight. Hallelujah. That same one is here to open up the tomb. Hallelujah. We're his victory. He proves his resurrection life as he vindicates himself. She, the bride, he, the groom. Christ the Word. The church becomes the word by him, making her a part of him. And that's the word again. Personally identifies him, his property alone. His property alone. She is redeemed by him, through him, for him, and for him alone. Not for some man. Not for some denomination. For him alone. What, that's what the devil's howling about. These things are being revealed. Amen. He says his church now stands alone. She's not hooked with nothing, but she's identified with him being the body that God's dwelling in. And the church is identified by his body doing the same thing. She is his body, the manifested truth of his promised word for the last days. And she and she alone stands by. That's why the devil is howling. These great organizations set up something to close her up. They will never do it. She'll be taken up, not closed up. Hallelujah. Who said that? He said that. I show you a great mystery. You shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. There is a rapture that is promised for a believer. How many believers are here tonight? Hallelujah. How a bride holds to that promise. He told me he would return again. I believe what he said. To meet her, he is coming back again. He has a place to take her. 
glory to God. He said there's a robe prepared. There's a table prepared. There's a wedding supper already set. Guests are being invited, chosen, angels standing in attention. He said, oh, there's going to be a meeting in the air. Hallelujah. There's going to be a meeting in the air in that sweet by and by. That's what believers believe. I'm going to bring this last one. He says he's here. Who? Who identified himself as being the word? Who's here? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is the sharper than a two-edged sword, even the discerner of the thoughts and intents. What you've come here for, what your purpose of being here, and who you are. So he's a discerner. He's the discerner. He. And he's still the discerner. Uh, I mean, he's, he knows exactly where we're at. Just the other day, I was, may have already told this, I don't know, but I'm getting old. This other day, I was at Brother Jason's, and I was telling about Paul and Silas. Going through that, about Paul and Silas. Love that story. How at midnight they sang, and I said, I want you to understand, Paul and Silas didn't do anything illegal. They was just serving God. Casting out a devil. Had nothing to do with their government or anything else. They didn't do nothing illegal to, to I said, like paying, not paying your taxes. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I ain't never said that before. So not like not paying your taxes. <laughs> Brother texted me afterwards. He said, you know, he said, me and my dad had been in this big conversation. He said, I got some, a job. And he said, they've been holding out. And they hadn't been holding out my taxes. And they've been giving me cash. And I was wondering what to do. And I didn't know what to do. And he says, I, I was trying to get by with not doing what I was supposed to do. And he said, out of all of that, here's my question. You say the very thing I'm questioning, like not paying their taxes. God cares about everything. He said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Amen. You know, I, I, that's what he said. But he's still the discerner. He can come in a service and go right down people's avenues. Conversations be repeated back. I've seen it happen too many times. Things I didn't know nothing about. Had no clue. Wouldn't even, didn't even know the person. Wasn't friends with them on Facebook. To even get a glimpse into their lives. And God knew exactly what was going on. He's a discerner. So he knows what you come here for. He knows what your purpose of being here is, and he knows who you are. Who does? Jesus Christ today has identified himself being the same one he was yesterday. He is today and forever. The great physician is who is here who said these signs. Who said? Who said? He said. These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. If you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe. If he can create squirrels when there was nothing there, it's, you know, if he can do anything of that, can he also heal the sick? If he can lift me with a faith up this way, even for the people, even if they can't climb to that bracket, if they can't get there, he can use my faith. He can lift me to the place. I can climb in for you. I'm believing for you. I'm speaking for you. I'm your brother standing as your brother and intercessor. But listen, trying my best to hold you before God, I'm standing right there before the white throne, pointing my finger to that bloody sacrifice there and speaking through his name that it's done. Hallelujah. It has to happen. It has to happen. You know it's happened. I know it's happened. You know it's already happened. Now claim it right now for his glory. And he says, now let's sing. And he starts singing sweetest note of seraph song, sweetest name on mortal tongue, sweetest carol ever sung, Jesus, blessed Jesus. He said, and the devils are subject unto us in thy name. Whose name? 
his name. Sweetest name on mortal tongue. The name that raises the dead. The name that heals the sick. The name that cleanses the leper. The name that casts out devils. The name that makes Christians. Woo, hallelujah. The name, there is no other name greater than the name of Jesus Christ. I live in that name. I was baptized in that name. I believe that name. I worship that name. Hallelujah. Oh, let me become that name. Let me lose myself and find it, Lord, in thee, that name called Jesus Christ, the anointed side, that I may press my way through the mud of unbelief to reflect the beauty of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, God bless you now. When you get back here next Sunday, give the testimony. Come on, somebody. God bless you now. When you get back here next Sunday, give the testimony how you were healed, what happened tonight. Watch and see what happens. It's over. How do you know? He told me to say it. He told me to say it, and I said it. That's it. It's over. I believe it. What if the word would speak tonight and say it's over? Depression is over. Sugar diabetes is over. High blood pressure is over. Come on, somebody. Sin and a life of sin, it's over. You met the one who can change you forever. It's over. Hallelujah. Why is it over? Because he said it's over. Oh, can we bless that name tonight? Can we bless a name that is higher than every name? At the name of Jesus, every devil has to flee. I say tonight, let's send some devils running. Let's begin to speak the name, Jesus. Jesus. There's just something about that name. Amen. Won't you call on his name and say, Jesus. Watch if he don't step out of the bushes and stand right beside you and begin to reveal himself to you and show you he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Show you that he can go out to the vilest of the sinners and bring the lost sons and the lost daughters. He can bring the lost fathers and the lost mothers. He can bring them all. If somebody can just say, Jesus, let me look beyond my depression. Let me look beyond my anxiety. Let me look beyond the fear. Let me press through this mud of unbelief. Come on now. There's a mud here that's trying to hold you down in unbelief and say, well, it's just a Wednesday night. It's just another service. Go, is there a little lily somewhere or a little flower? And I say, yes, Jesus. Jesus, I'm coming into your presence, Lord. You're the one who opened the Red Sea. You're the one that made a way when there seemed to be no way. You're the one who did all this thing. You fed 5,000. You've done it all. I'm coming out of this in Jesus' name. Somebody speak the name of Jesus and watch what happens tonight. It ain't me that said it. It's him that said it. It's his word. He will give you the victory. You are his victory. Oh, praise be to God. Oh, let the worshipers arise and let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. Just begin to praise him right now. Lift the name of Jesus higher. Lift him higher than your sorrow. Lift him higher than your sins. Lift him higher than your problems. Lift Jesus higher. He did it. He paid it all. He has brought the victory. He's cutting down through everything. Hallelujah. Sister Jeannie, that ringing in your head's got to stop. Hallelujah. Been tormenting you for too long. It's Jesus in the building tonight. Hallelujah. It's him that will come calm the raging sea. It's him that can step on the side of your boat and say, peace be still. It's him that can tear off a piece of bread and feed you tonight. It's him that can heal the lepers. It's him that can raise the dead. It's him that can cause an earthquake and set every sinner free. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God, we're calling on you tonight. Press through the unbelief. Press through all this hell to sin, spirits of lukewarmness, and go into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let the worshipers arise. 
Let the worshipers arise. Amen. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. You can't praise him enough. You can't glorify him enough. You can't give him enough honor. His beast do all the honor you can give from daylight to dark, seven days a week, 365 days a year, every year of your life. He deserves every bit of praise you can give to him because he hath done great things. Hallelujah, it was just this Sunday he swept through this building and my wife been sitting there with a pain in her side and it's been gone. Hallelujah. It wasn't Brother Tim. It wasn't him saying it. It was God who did it. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody said, oh, Brother Tim's just trying to do something. He said something went through this building. Well, I know is when it went, pain left. Hallelujah. And I doubt that's the only testimony. Amen. I believe there's more here tonight. I can say when he come by, this is gone. That's gone. This is gone. When he steps into the room, it's all over. Hallelujah. May the God who answered by fire come into this place tonight. Hallelujah. And set our souls afire. It's him. It's him. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and talk to your Lord. Musicians can come. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Come on now. Hallelujah. Just as we got a 100% clear PEC scan, everything's completely gone on Sister Atlanta. A whole year later. The devil tried to raise his old head up, but God give a complete victory. Hallelujah. It was him. He caused cancer to stand still. He caused alopecia to stand still. He caused blood that was breaking forth in the brain to stand still. He's the same God that can stand your problems tonight and make them stand at attention. And watch you shout the victory. What you give God praise. He's the same God tonight. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Who said? Hallelujah. Come on, who said it? He said it. It's on. Go ahead and rejoice. It's done. Glory to God. 